A year ago, I got a dog, and from day one, I've been trying to control her. Controlling her food, controlling her behavior, even controlling where and when she goes to the bathroom. Controlling my dog got me thinking about sales. Traditional selling is rooted in controlling. Most salespeople start with the assumption that every single prospect needs a solution right now. So most salespeople try to control next steps. The goal, of course, is to persuade prospects to quickly move through the sales pipeline. Lead qualification, discovery, demo, proposal, commitment, negotiation, opportunity one. How fast can we make the velocity? How quickly can we squeeze them through? The problem, prospects don't like being squeezed through sales pipelines. Neither do you, neither does anyone. On the other hand, non-persuasive selling starts from the position that you're not trying to control people. Because when you try to control people, you put them on the defensive. Attempts to change minds have the opposite effect. Tell someone all the reasons and facts why they should stop drinking and they drink even more. People dig their heels in even deeper when you tell them what to do. Why does this happen? Whenever someone infringes on our freedom to choose, we enter the zone of resistance. The zone of resistance is a reflex reaction to being controlled by someone else. There's a difference between being told what to do and asking someone what they would like to do. Here's what telling someone what to do sounds like. This is an example for a bike tour guide. So Josh, left-hand canyon to Brainard Lake is the best bike route in Boulder. Would you like to leave at 6 or 7 a.m.? That assumes that the person even wants to go on that bike route. Asking what someone would like to do sounds like this. There are two popular bike routes in Boulder. Left-hand canyon to Brainerd Lake is a 16.1 mile climb. The steepest quarter mile is an 11.2% grade. It's 10,000 feet of elevation. So if you're from Florida, a 4% grade will feel like 8%. You should plan on a full day. And during this time of the year, six out of 10 times, you'll see a moose at the lake. Your other option is left-hand canyon to Jamestown, which is a 11.9 mile climb, so it's a bit shorter. You can do it in a few hours, and you can have the rest of the day to do other things. It's a steady 4% grade along beautiful scenery, but there's no moose or lake view. Josh, which route would you like to take? The second approach builds more trust. Why? Because the first salesperson is pushing his point of view, so the prospect is more likely to push back. He's deciding for the other person. Meanwhile, the second salesperson is the arbiter of unbiased information. She's laying out the benefits and drawbacks of each route so the prospect can decide for themselves, which builds more trust because you're not trying to control the other person. You're not trying to lead them to a desired outcome that's in your best interest, which destroys trust. Why does trust matter? In a world where products pretty much do the same thing, trust is a differentiator. The path to trust? The switch is going from controlling to guiding. You're laying out the landscape and giving people the freedom to decide for themselves what they want to do rather than deciding for them. It turns out that the best way to persuade is to let other people persuade themselves. But you can't do that with the traditional sales approach. You have to unlearn sales. If you want to unlearn sales, Check out my new book, Snakes Struggling with Sales, at joshbraun.com slash shop.